Well, let's say our prayers and get going. Father, thank you for this opportunity for our family to come together and to read your Please nourish us and fill us with your word. We yield our hearts up to you, fertile soil. Please fill us and let your word live and breathe within us. Let your word be a light inside us for the whole world to see. Burn us from the inside out, Father. Amaze us and astound us, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, Doc. Well, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things after the counsel of his own will. That was the last verse that we read last night. And what it means is, and here is the staggering thing, that in, that in all which will one day belong to him, we have been promised to share. This is the staggering thing. This is the staggering thing that everything that we know and everything we don't know everything we see and everything we don't see will in due time, in due course, be under the direct control, the, the, the direct ownership of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And we have a part in that inheritance. We have a part and a portion in that inheritance. Verse 12. Mm, Ray. Ray. Hello? Yeah, are you, like, dragging your phone through some gravel or something, son? No, sir. Oh, okay. So, chapter 1, verse 12? Yes. So that we who first hoped in Christ, that who, who put first our confidence in him, have been destined to live for the praise of his glory. In him you also who have heard the word of truth, the glad tidings of your salvation, and have believed in and adhered to and relied in him, were stamped with the seal of the long-promised Holy Spirit. That spirit is the guarantee of our inheritance the first fruits in, 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 in anticipation of its full redemption and are acquiring complete possession of it to the praise of his glory. For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, the people of God, 
I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Okay, stop right there. Thanks. I didn't ask you to read, but that was good, Ray. Thank you. Nope. (laughs) I I thought you said read verse 12. No, no. I said, are you dragging your phone through the gravel? Um, Yes, sir. So I'm going to go back and recap what what Raiden just read. Verse 12. That we should be devoted to the extolling of his glorious attributes. Who were the first to fix our hopes on Christ? So, so we should be devoted to magnifying and glorifying our Lord Jesus Christ. Because why? Because we have a part and a portion in his inheritance. We are elected. We are chosen. In whom you also trusted after that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of our salvation. What does it mean? It means in whom you also, in whom are you also having heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. You believed in him and were sealed as his by receiving the Holy Spirit, which he had promised. You know, sometimes Christians doubt that they're saved. They, they have a question about, their, about their, their being born again. And if you have a question about your being born again, if you have a question about your salvation, the question is, is really, do I have the Holy Spirit? That's the question. Is the Holy Spirit living in me? But, you know, traditional religion has taught us to be ashamed to ask that question. We're embarrassed to ask that question. We don't want to ask that question. So my gosh, what if I'm saying that I'm a Christian all these years and somebody's going to answer me back and say, I don't have the Holy Spirit. But you don't need that any, you don't need any person to show you or to tell you if you have the Holy Spirit or not. All you need is a mature Christian, somebody who's spiritual to tell you how to commune with the Holy Spirit. And when you find that place of communion with the Holy Spirit, you will know that you have the Holy Spirit in you. And that is your guarantee. That is your seal. That is your anchor that tells you you are saved and you are elect and nobody can take you out of his hand. The trick is are not the trick, but the work is. Do you listen to the Holy Spirit? Don't try to listen to Holy Spirit the way that other people listen to Holy Spirit. Don't try to copy other people or copy what other people say about hearing the Holy Spirit. If you come to Holy Spirit with some kind of preconceived notion that you're going to make Holy Spirit function with you the same way that somebody else says that Holy Spirit functions with them, then you've already missed the mark. You've already missed the mark and you've set off on the wrong foot because Holy Spirit is God. Let me put it this way. If you take two young children 
say about seven years old each. One is from a foreign country and cannot speak English. And the other is from America and cannot speak any foreign language. You put those two small children in a room. In, in about five minutes, they'll start playing together. And they figure out a way to talk to each other. And it doesn't bother them a bit, and it's not a struggle, and it's not frustrating for them at all. Those children, they just go right to it, and pretty soon, the more they're together, they're communicating everything. Everything. They find a way to communicate. Jesus said, unless we become like these small children, we can never enter the kingdom of heaven. And he also told his disciples that such as these, when he was talking about the little children, don't hinder the little children, such as these are the kingdom of heaven. So let me suggest to you that in the beginning, when you're trying to hear Holy Spirit, when you're trying to speak with Holy Spirit, you're trying to commune with Holy Spirit, just be like a little child. Don't have any preconceived notions at all. Wipe your heart and your mind clean. And just say, Holy Spirit, any way you want to talk to me, any way you want to communicate with me, let's work it out. Let's do it. And be engaged. Be an active participant. The way that I knew when I started with Holy Spirit communicating was that I, I asked Holy Spirit, please well up in me. That was the saying, you know, when I when I knew that God was looking at, was smiling on me, when I knew I'd done something right, Holy Spirit would well up in me. And I could feel that. And I knew that welling. So I said, okay, that's the only thing that I really know. That's the only thing I really know is you, God. So if I ask you a question and it's yes, can you please well up in me? And that's how me and Holy Spirit started talking. If it was yes, he, Holy Spirit would well up. And, and if it was no, Holy Spirit wouldn't do anything. Until I could mature spiritually enough to have other conversations and to communicate in other ways. But, but in my mind, that's exactly how a child would learn to communicate. I mean, a child would just find a way. There's it's not so complicated. It's, it's us that makes it complicated. It's us that makes it hard. It's the simplest thing. Holy Spirit is the teacher. He is the teacher. And he has taught for thousands of years. Thousands of years. He taught Jesus. He can teach you. He can help you. He can answer every question you have all day long. Every minute of the day, you should be able to talk to Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, is this right? Yes or no? And, and let Holy Spirit well up for you. Yes or no? Holy Spirit, do you want me to go to this place? Holy Spirit, do you want me to take this job? Holy Spirit is there for us. He's there for us. And and if it's not strong enough, if you feel like you want more, 
God promises us, he says, he's faithful to give to whoever asks of him of the Holy Spirit. If you want more, ask. Ask. And keep asking until you've got enough, until you feel like you have enough. I'll never have enough. I'll never have enough Holy Spirit. Never. Never. I I want I want portionment of a holy of Holy Spirit until and 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 until I'm, I'm until you can see like my skin cracking open and the light coming out. Because I'm so full, stretched out. All right. I don't know why I felt to get off on that track, but somebody needed to hear it. Nothing like being real late. Hey there, Dad. <laughs> I'm reading Ephesians 1. I'm in verse okay. 14. Which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. What he's saying is, and the spirit is a pledge of our, of our future heritage. Given to redeem that which he has purchased unto his glorious praise. So, so and, and the spirit is our um, our token of assurance that we have eternal life. Holy Spirit is your guarantee. Amen. Until the time that we come to the fullness of what Jesus has for us. Then given a deposit. Yes. Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. The God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory. This is, this is a prayer you can pray for yourself and you can pray for others. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the Spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come and hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church. What is his body? Or for that is the church's body, right? The church is his body, the fullness of him that fills all in all, or the completeness of him who everywhere fills the universe with himself. 
Let's go over that prayer again. Father God, Father God, I pray that you, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, would give unto each of us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of our understanding to be enlightened, that we would be able to know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance is in us, his saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to all of us who believe in him? According to the working of his mighty power. Which you wrought in Christ when you raised him from the dead. And you set him at your own right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all principalities and powers and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And you, Lord God, have put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. And that church is the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, the fullness of him that fills all in all, that fills everything that is anything, and subsists in everything that exists. Thank you, Father. We pray for our eyes to be open. We pray to have the full revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. Lead us, amaze us, open up the secret places of our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. And that is the end of chapter one, Dad. You got here just in time for me to say. I'm, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was sitting here and I didn't even hear my thing go off to tell me what time it was. I had looked. It was 20 till. I said, oh, I'll just lay back here a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> had a little yeah. nap. <laughs> yeah, right on. Oh, goodness. I, I almost fell asleep earlier and I was afraid that I, my alarm wouldn't wake me up. <laughs> So I had to get up and have a cup I of have, tea. I have two sets of alarm, and I didn't hear either one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. It's nice. Well, Father, this is a beautiful prayer. But, Lord, what a God we serve. What a God we serve. And we just come tonight thanking you. Thanking you, Lord, for loving us so, so very much. That you indeed, Lord, have given us a deposit of your Holy Spirit to direct our hearts, to guide our lives, to teach us the things of God, to open our eyes, Lord, to fill us with the goodness of your love and mercy. And Father, Holy Spirit, lead us, guide us, teach us to do the will of God. And Father, we just thank you so much for our family. Thank you for each of our family, Father. Lord, we ask tonight that you will bless Sky and Maria. We pray, Lord, your anointing over that home, that peace, the joy, and hope will dwell in that home. 
I pray for Raiden and Jacob. Father, I ask God that you bless them and direct their hearts. Lord, as they grow older, as they come into total manhood, Father, that, Lord, you will lead them to be mighty men of God, mighty men of valor. I ask God that you will touch Tannis. God, draw this young man back to yourself, Father. He's seen some mighty things that you have performed. So, Lord, let him have that brought to his remembrance. I pray, Father, for your touch in Aaron and Elisa's life, Father. I ask God that you will bless them and guide their hearts and guide their work in the store, Father. I ask you, Lord, to bless Aaron. I mean, uh, John, Father. God, just uh, touch his heart. Give him strength. Give him hope. And give him joy. And release him, Father, from the hold that Satan has put on this man. And Father, we just give you praise. May your mighty hand, Lord, touch him. I lift up Olivia to you, Father. I ask you to bless her. Give her wisdom. Give her guidance in her work, Lord, in her day-to-day affairs, Father. I pray, Father, for Mel, that you will bless her and her girls. I ask you, God, to do a mighty work in this family. And I pray, Father, for your Holy Spirit to move in the hearts of each of our lives. I pray for Gwen, Father. I ask, Lord, that you will bless her. I ask, Lord, that you will direct her heart. Thank you for her, Lord, and, and minister with your mighty hand upon this, this cough and congestion, Lord, that she's had for two or three weeks, Father. And, Lord, she was rid of it, and it's all come back, Father. So I ask, Lord, that you just uh, shake off this in the name of Jesus. Uh, Father, I ask you, Lord, to watch over our hearts and direct our lives tonight and prepare us for the next day, Lord, that you give us. Pray for this country, Father. I pray against this COVID-19, Father. I ask God that you will bless and release us from this powerful enemy, Lord, that has covered this country so viciously, Father. And Lord, we pray you protect your people and guide our lives. Protect us, Father, from this enemy, as your word says, Lord, that no thing could come against us, Father. And Lord, we just give you praise and tremendous honor, Lord, in our hearts and souls. I ask you to bless our president, give him wisdom, give him utterance to know all the things, Lord, that you have for him to do, and give him guidance, Lord, and people that will work with him. We pray for this coming election, Lord, that you will just set a fire in the hearts of your people to do what's right. And we just give you praise. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Be blessed. Good night. Love you. Good night. Love you. Good night, family. Love you. Bye-bye.